be like myself anymore I'm like a lost key in the kitchen drawer Just waiting for someone to show me to the door But I'm going to turn upwards, baby Hey guys, my name is Ben and you're about to listen to file 53 of the YYY files. Um, this is a message recorded in post after we've recorded and edited and such. Um, so file 53 belongs to Andy Blenston, as you're about to find out, who has a Stoke City related YouTube channel. Um, we refer to that YouTube channel as Andy FCFC in the podcast, as you're about to hear. It's not called that anymore since recording. It's called Andy KB. Uh, similar goes for his Twitter handle as well, I believe. So uh, if you want to check him out and you can't find him, that's probably why. Um, so yeah, search Andy KB wherever, or all all the all the names and links, whatever, will be in the podcast description anyway. Hopefully that's right. Hopefully you're not listening to this in a couple of years' time or something, and he's changed his name again. But but yeah. Um, that should do you if you're listening relatively close to when this was released. Anyway, I won't waste any more of your time. Let's get into File 53. Hey up, my name's Ben, and you're listening to File 53 of the YYY Files. This file belongs to another Stoke fan who has accelerated his way to the Stoke City scene. He's gaining traction with his YouTube channel with his matchday vlogs, and he can be heard debriefing games with his pit crew on a fellow Stoke City podcast. After emerging from his rookie season, let's hear about his journey so far from the man himself. It's lights out and away we go. Andrew Plinston, <laughs> welcome to the Wow 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 Files. Thank you very much for taking the time to come on. How are you, mate? I'm not too bad. I do appreciate the puns. They were <laughs> they were they were very good. They were very good. <laughs> considering that I know literally jack about f1 i, I, I would I, sit here and talk about it for three hours but that's not what we're here for no it's but. not it's not i i'm sure there's a, at least one person in the stoke city community you, you could chat about f1 too but i am not yeah. that bloke unfortunately <laughs> i know that um that that a man had a bad crash at the weekend and i know that hamilton's not in as good a car as he used to be and that's about it that's all i still know. got a podium though still got a podium yeah yeah well He's the goat then, is he? Is that how it yeah. works? Yeah, that's know. how it works. You were on about TikTok earlier as well. I, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like I'm way too old. I'm only 26. <laughs> uh, anyway. No, I'm not that far behind you. I know I'm 19. But... No, well, no, no. Yeah, but to be 19 again, Andy, you don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> I um, want to be 16 again. <laughs> <laughs> the YYY files are Stoke City stories, and they're told by you. If you want to do exactly what Andy is doing today, you can. Head to the yyyfiles.com, links in the description. So, mate, we've been talking about doing this for a while, haven't we? I, again, people will find a common theme with these podcasts that I am, A, really bad at managing my time, and B, stupidly busy, and that is not a good combination. We've been on about doing this since, like, Christmas time, I think, haven't we? Yeah, um, it was the Christmas special. Yes, and then yes. Um, and, it, it, uh, we've seen each other at games. And we have. We've been like, oh, yeah, we'll get it done, we'll get it done. Yeah. And then... You know, it's finally come around and it feels surreal. It, well, <laughs> that it should. That it should. You're in the hot seat now. Um, it's it's now July, basically six months later. And we're finally getting <laughs> to it. Um, I'll start with the question that I start with everybody. Why, why, why are you a Stoke fan? And I want to know from the beginning. It's probably because it was the first game I went to with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, always watching Match of the Day as a kid. And right. knowing that Stoke are the local area and seeing that a team's in the Premier League, which is your local area, it's one of those where it's like, you know, you know, normally you go for a Man United or a Chelsea or, mm-hmm. a, or a Liverpool, but people go for Man City now because we know why. But <laughs> it always fascinated me, and especially with Rory DeLapse with his long throw-ins, and it was like, you, you don't see any other team doing it. And yeah. Then obviously I went to my first game at about five or six and it was not a game which I like in the memory because it was when Maynard Figueroa scored from the halfway oh, line with Wigan. Oh, it was Oh, wow. And I was sat next to the Wigan fans because it was the cheapest seats at the time. <laughs> and I was like, I've, I've gone to watch my first game and then that's happened. Oh. And then I used to do one or two games a season. Mm-hmm. And then a few seasons later, Matty Lowton scored a great free kick for, I think it was Burnley. Yes. And I also went to the 5-3 with Liverpool when Coutinho and Suarez absolutely ripped us apart. So you've been... De- Were you a bit unlucky then? Like, for Yeah, us? I, was, I was at first, I would say. <laughs> I was at yeah. first. 
But oh, since I've started getting my season ticket in the championship, things have started turning around. Well, law of averages, I guess. There had to be some point where you saw a Stoke win. Um, but to be honest, you started at least attending games, way earlier than I thought you were going to. You said you attended your first game at, what, five, six? Yeah, five or six years old. It was with my dad and my granddad because uh-huh. my dad used to be, I think, a proper Leeds fan when he was a kid. Right. He's, he's not from the area or anything like that, but you know when you're a child and you like the kit so it attracts you to the team. Okay. So it was that my granddad, I believe, was already a Stoke fan. So it was one of them where it was like, so which one do you want to do? Do you want to do Leeds or Stoke? My dad then joined the, you could say, Stoke Allegiance. Mm-hmm. And we, me, my dad and my granddad still go to games together when it's cup games and that because, you know, league oh. games are a lot more attendance-wise. And, you know, I think when we last went, it was Carabao Cup against Wigan. So mm-hmm. we saw a win altogether for probably... The, only the second time we've been matches. <laughs> so maybe it's you as a collective that's really unlucky then. Maybe it's my dad and my granddad. Maybe I think I'm it all is. Right. They're not getting season tickets for the coming up. No. 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 Good. good. <laughs> I wouldn't normally say that, but good. No. Um. So it, it it sounds like it was definitely them two that, that got you into it in the first place. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Definitely. And then obviously my cousin wasn't really into football, came to the first game and then he started joining in with it and he doesn't really watch it much anymore because he's that busy mm-hmm. and he's at university but I've always had people around me in the family or close friends that are Stoke fans and it it, it felt bad if I went to go and support a different team in a way because mm-hmm. you'd be you'd be different and yeah sometimes that's a bad thing well that, that it is I've lived <laughs> in a few different places and 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 being the only one supporting somewhere is Annoying, to say the least. Um, so, you say that initially you went to a, a few games, you weren't a regular attendee. When did you turn regular? Just before COVID all started, I got my half-season card. Oh, okay, right. Because they do the half-season cards, don't they? So yes, yes. I got my half-season card and then about three games later, it was all called off for the season. And the reason I got the half-season card was because even though... I went Derby away the same season where we lost 4-0. Mm. I had an amazing laugh about four or five of my mates I hadn't seen for a few years. So I was right. like, you know, I, I need to start doing this a bit more regularly. I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm able to afford it now. Season got called off. And then for the next season, we were watching it on TV. And I was like, you know, they gave you the option to choose the same seat from the two seasons prior. And I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna do it properly this season. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go to as many games as I can, maybe not away games. And then got offered to go in away game by someone I was working with at the time. And, you know, ever since then, I've done every home and away game I have the chance to do. Wow. So you went like from 0 to 100 real quick. Extremely. <laughs> another another F1 pun. Yes. I'm getting... <laughs> um, so, right. So going back a little bit, why why weren't you quite so enamoured before? I had a lot of commitments with sport teams. Okay. So I'd have my tennis training on a Saturday morning, and then I'd have my cricket games on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Wow. And then I'd have training during the week. And it's one of them that none of them really panned out the way that you'd want to as a way. Mm-hmm. And they've all sort of fizzled off into the distance and dissolved into past memories. But I might restart my cricket if there's a game on Sunday, then I'll play on the Saturday and flip okay. it around depending due course but I've been enjoying myself without it because obviously everything came to a stop throughout you know 2019 2020 even the start of 2021 and I've sort of gotten things like a lot of Stoke fans who aren't still going to the games they found other things to do on days which they were doing before Mm -hmm. and you're having almost the opposite now right yeah I'm starting to do a lot more than what I was before fair enough I I was in a similar boat so I I was a swimmer back in the well back in the day now um and and it it took over my life i was training three four times a week it was always a swimming gala on a weekend i didn't have time to be interested in football and i certainly wasn't um and then you know as you get towards end of school time and you start making new friends again who 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 they all liked football and i slowly got into it and i sort of saw the same transition as you did as 
as yeah. as one interest heightened another dips and yeah i get it like my transition was from the end of high school to towards sixth form yeah yeah a very, and then you a very see a lot time. of people who was all supporting these different football teams and you feel like you're out of every single conversation going on well that's something i was going to ask actually because i i've basically been on a very similar trajectory to you by the sounds but in mm-hmm. terms of timing anyway um and it was a case of i remember Saying I was a Stoke fan, eventually I can't put a time or <laughs> what, 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 yeah. whatever on it. But eventually, I knew that I was a Stoke fan, and I, I, I started to learn things about football. And my mates have been Man United fans, Chelsea fans, Liverpool fans before this, even Stoke fans. Like, and and I knew nothing about football. And whenever I used to talk about football, I was never really taken seriously. I don't know if that was the yeah. same for you. Like I've I've always been football mad in a way. Okay. Because I, I love I love to play it. I'd love to watch match of the day, but I'd never truly, you know, sit down and select a specific team to support. Yeah. The only reason I was going Stoke and when I was younger is obviously it's the closest team to me. It's accessible, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's easily accessible where the stadium's located, especially. Mm-hmm. And it just got to a point where it was like, you know, I need to I need to commit to one of these teams. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're sort of going to get left behind. And with the family and my friends, like I've said, their main supporters, you could say group, is Stoke. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know what, I, I don't want to sound like I'm a sheep, but <laughs> I, I'm going to have to join, you know, what's going on. Because yeah, that was around about a couple of seasons before we came down. So we were on an upward trajectory at that point. Yeah, And then obviously, as I started supporting, it's sort of gone down but we're seeing upwards again we're seeing good things happening yeah green shoots as wizards say green shoots um (laughs) yeah it you might have missed a fair bit of the premier league in terms of like engagement you were you aware of what was going well it sounds like you were clearly aware of what was going on yeah but not like emotionally invested no not particularly i knew that obviously we were in europe for the season where mm. we went to valencia and things like that i knew that like of the players we were signing and that was mainly because i used to play you know fifa ultimate team quite a lot mm-hmm. and i used to play career mode not as much as i do now but mm-hmm. it's it's one of them where i i always had you know you say you have a soft spot for a team at that point when i was going all around just being a neutral in pretty much every game stoke had that soft spot because they're so okay. close yeah and then it just got to the point where that soft spot sort of overtook and became the main to support became your identity then eventually remind me there what was it that got you hooked in the end it sounds like it was just being able to go with your friends right yeah it was being able to go with friends and family and then um when i was seven obviously they have the stoke city sevens don't they mm-hmm and some of my mates were doing that. I was like, I asked my parents and I was going to go along with them. And that's when the real soft spot spot started. Right. But when we had, I think it was two seasons on the belt of finishing ninth. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, you know, maybe it's sort of the time to support Stoke properly. I see. Okay. So it was lit. I, glory hunting's a bad it, word for Stoke we don't have glory. I, but wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's that. It's just the fact you're seeing a local team do so well. Exactly right. Yeah. And it and it it is appealing. Like like I I became a Stoke fan in the Premier League days. It, it's yeah. just sometimes it's timing as well, isn't it? I don't think you can really find a Stoke fan who, you know, is our age. I'm not saying like the young ones, they don't really have a choice. No. But you don't really see any older Stoke fans saying, oh yeah, I became a Stoke fan when we were in the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless it was before the Premier League days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's fair to say. Um, okay, so when you did start going more regularly, which sounds like it was well, <laughs> well, like after COVID then? When, well, like when football properly started up when again? When football properly started coming back, I went to that under-23s game with Sunderland. Okay, yeah. Obviously to get back into the groove of things and then season ticket was renewed and I hadn't had a season ticket before that and right. you know going to two or three games within the space of a month was brilliant and then getting offered to go to the away game and then doing a game and even two in the same week mm-hmm. it, it just it got me hooked and it, mm-hmm. you sort of have I don't know how to describe it but you have a different type of emotion when you're at football mm-hmm. and 
it it just it overtakes you in a good way and I, I i can't get enough of it so you sounds like you've played a lot of sports you've watched a lot of different sports yeah. football just I'm doesn't not, come I'm close gonna, to anything i'm not gonna bore you and list it but <laughs> like one thing i do is whenever there's sports on i always check what's going on if i'm interested i'll have it on the background i'll watch it okay but the, the mains are obviously wimbledon at the moment's going on okay it's a brilliant watch at the moment, there's a there's a certain Nick Kyrgios, which I think you've heard of. He's an absolute mm. madhead. Yeah. He's doing brilliantly. Um, there's Cameron Norrie, who's British number one, doing well at the moment, both in the quarterfinals. And then, obviously, the cricket with England doing well when people think, oh, it's one of the worst test teams we've had. England football, I don't really want to go down that route with recent results. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully they can turn it around for the Euros. And then when the season's around, you've got all of those combined with football. Yeah. And then obviously Formula One's going on and I, I love sport. I'm a sports, I'm passionate for it. Like if it comes to it and golf's the only thing which is on, I will watch the golf. Oh really? You're like, one of those. I, I've never played golf in my life, but I'll, <laughs> but I'll watch this it. Time. Is it. Is it live sports or would you go back and watch like old games or? It, it seriously depends what the game's about. Like if it was a bad game, which we've had, but we played well nonetheless, mm-hmm. I'd watch it and see, like, you know, the certain areas where we could have improved. But say, like, for example, the 5-0 against Bolton in the FA Cup semi-finals. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd re-watch that on repeat. Right. I That that sort of took me aback. Because, like, I, I don't, personally, anyway, know many people who are, like, addicted to sport, full stop. <laughs> I know a lot of people who are addicted to football. Yeah. But it's interesting how you... Spe- how you are able to spend so much time yeah. on Stoke. Because you do. You said you go, like, home and away, right? Home and away, no matter what. I'm going up to Hearts and Accrington in pre-season. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crazy journey. And it is, you could say, expensive in a way. But it's a way to make memories. And if I don't go to Stoke games, I'll be watching, you know, the championship on TV. And I wouldn't be really doing much else. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things which gets me out of the house. It helps with my mental side, which is the main thing of doing it. Like, mm-hmm. if we lose, yeah, I'll feel a bit down about it, but I feel great for the chance that I've had chance to go to the game. In in other sports, are you are you backing any particular people or are you just enjoying the, I don't know, like the technique or... With, with, with golf, like I've said, it's not too much really. It's how, how, do, they, how they manage to do it is... Mm-hmm crazy like if i tried to hit a driver 400 yards down i'd, I'd probably put it into a field where you can't get it back in or into the <laughs> pond but with tennis obviously you support the british ones um when i did my tennis it was andy murray you know mm-hmm. the one who really got me going with it with formula one you've got the obvious names lewis hamilton sebastian vettel were the ones really competing when i started watching mm-hmm. and you've got the other ones like i've said you've got I, I watch basketball if I'm awake at the time at night, baseball if I'm awake. But otherwise, it's, you know, mainly British competitors and Stoke. Mm-hmm. Like, to be fair, that's great. Although, you say you're, like, what, 19 now? Yeah, 19. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to get real busy, and those sports yeah. will start to dwindle. Well, to be fair, that- it might not. You you might be hooked no matter what. Um, yeah. Let's see. I will bring it back to Stoke ever so slightly, although at a bit of a detour. So you said there you're a big fan of F1. Big, big fan. And I know that you were doing some stuff on YouTube for stuff like that, right? You want to talk to me about that? Yeah, I used to do quite a bit of it with gaming, obviously. A lot of people started doing streaming and YouTube content throughout COVID to keep themselves occupied. Was that what the motivation was? Was it just COVID? It was obviously you don't want to be sitting around moping in your room for mm-hmm. 18 hours of the day then sleeping. And I I just wanted to be able to do something which I enjoyed, you know, playing me games. I still do. And mm-hmm. you know, being able to communicate to people rather than just the same people every day was something out there. You meet a lot of new people from it and it gives you a lot of experiences. And then with starting full-time work recently and going to the Stoke games I've not been able to do that as much which I've put on hold Mm. I'm hoping to bring at least the F1 side of things back Mm. but obviously it just means a lot of time management which I'm not the best with wow you're you're talking to the person who who can't even schedule a podcast within six months (laughs) so don't you worry about that um 
but no, I I I raise it as as I'm sure you're well aware why I'm gonna digress onto your footballing side in a bit. But mm-hmm. so you, but you've really taken it seriously, haven't you? Because hopefully other people should be able to appreciate you. You've got a, a decent microphone, and I've seen your setup. You've got like a decent setup, and you're you know with a nice camera and a, and, and yeah. a proper aesthetic background, like. It seems to me like the things you like, you really take seriously and you're all in with. Yeah, I take it really seriously. Um, I got my setup sorted out because throughout COVID, it was my 17th birthday and I didn't have anywhere really which I had my own proper place to do anything. We've got the spare room upstairs, which is now my mum's office for when she works at home and my dad's when he's at home. So I couldn't really put everything in there and... I came to the realization that the garage which I'm in at the moment has got an upstairs level to it because my dad built it. Mm. So it used to be completely storage. You had it probably took two months just to clean out and get everything clear. Mm. And then we tried to get it done for my 17th. We got it done a day before, and I probably spend at least a good five, four hours in here a day. Wow. Because it's my office space, technically. It's like a part time job for you. Yeah. Well, you could you, part-time volunteering. You could put it at yeah, yeah. But oh no, I, you've got to I treat relate. it as I treat it as a part-time job because yeah, with what I'm doing, I find so much passion in it now. Mm. Like obviously, when I started off throughout COVID with my streaming and that, you you feel like because there's nothing else going on, you have to do it, mm. and it it affects your mental quite a lot. Mm. But since everything's sort of getting back to normal and I'm able to enjoy it a bit more and not just be stuck in the same two rooms. I'm able to go out and experience things at the same time. Yeah, you're able to do it as you want to rather than feel like, well, this is all I have to do, right? Yeah, like, for example, if I go to a game with my dad, I might not vlog that one because it's, you know, a bit of relaxation, a bit of calming down and just enjoying the whole thing. Well, hopefully that little bit there explained why there were so many F1 puns at the introduction. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason why I raise it is, of course, as you sort of touched on there, that your your YouTube channel seems to be transitioning or has fully transitioned, by the sounds of it, in into what is essentially a Stoke City YouTube channel for yourself, right? Yep. So obviously this season you could say it was a trial run because I started sort of a quarter of the way in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I've done, I went to the league two playoff final to sort of what it'd be like to go to different types of games and see how an audience would react to it Mm. was was very very good obviously never been Wembley either so you know having the chance to vlog it and have people react so well to it I've I probably 12 months ago wouldn't even have thought about going to a (laughs) game at Wembley that wasn't Stoke Mm. and there's a few things planned which I'm not going to reveal but there's going to be different types of football content. That's that. That's all I can put it as, so I can widen the audience basically. Okay, right. So it's 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 not just going to be a Stoke City thing. Like, no, it's you not say just, you did Stoke the City will be the main. Yes, it will yeah. be the main. But yeah. I don't want to have a tagline of just Stoke City because you've probably heard how much interest I've got in sports. Mm. That if I can widen the variety of doing you know different types of football content like. I've always wanted to go to a Champions League game, mm-hmm. and if I was strictly Stoke City, I don't, I don't think that would ever happen. Mm-hmm. But with me being such a young age as well, I want to go and experience those things while I have the time to. Yeah, 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 that makes sense, uh, and it's it's nice that you're not restricting yourself to just Stoke stuff. Because I'll be honest, I don't go out and seek other clubs, podcasters, or YouTubers, or anything like that i've 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 spoke with a few sometimes but yeah. i don't really have the insight into other clubs necessarily and i think that when you're a, a club focused content creator it's very easy to just ignore everybody else i'm sure yeah a, a lot of the things that i talk about on here as a stoke city podcast relates to the other 91 efl clubs right a lot of time but yeah really, i, I hard, get, hard I get that. team and whatever but that. With it, it's 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 crazy because my mum used to tell me whenever I was a kid to go into journalism because of how much sport I watched. Mm. And as much as I would love to do that, I can't sit through exams and I can't sit through lectures. So mm. already university and that's out of the picture. Yeah. So with 
having a chance to go and to pursue content of my own, mm. I've sort of done that with my own way of having my own management. It's practical experience. Doing right? it my own way. It's basically a practical version of journalism. Yeah. And you're, and you're learning as you go along as exactly. opposed to like I learning don't have in to blocks. go at a certain pace that someone wants. I decide the pace that I go at. And the, and there's certainly value in that. In in my industry, I think a lot of employers prefer people who have had experience as an apprentice, for example, oh, yeah. than, oh, yeah, than for those sure. who've been through university. For some people, you know, it's horses for courses. I, I needed yeah. to go through university for my for my development. I think yeah. that's what was best. I, but I, for some people, you, it just you doesn't see seem, some does jobs it? now, don't you? Where it's like, oh, you need five years of experience and it's a starter position. And you're yeah. like, how can I have five years experience when it says it's a starter role? And Oh, trust me. I... I I've I've had those jobs in the past as well. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of understandable because there's there's such a difference between. Yeah. To be fair, it's getting better in this regard, but studying at university and being in employment are two very very different experiences. I think university can can broaden you as an individual, but then you know a lot of companies will be asking for so many specific things that you only pick yeah. up through day-to-day activity I degrees guess. and things like that definitely help you yeah but like like with me having i think i think it's i did triple b-tech business at at sixth form mm-hmm. which even if i apply to jobs with that and how many and my gcse's i've got it still looks very good that you know not many people would have gone for a triple business because normally you have people doing maths and physics and mm-hmm. other things along with it but it, i've that's why i enjoy the content things as well because when i mentioned i can sort of decide at what rate i go at mm-hmm. i know what's good for say for example i hired someone as a as a video editor and you know i sort of know what's a good pay range and what's a good like video length and things like that and how much they should be working because mm. I know from doing everything I've done over the past two years when your mental thing side of things start to flip in a way mm-hmm. and it's it's hard at times but it's definitely a lot easier over the past year I was gonna ask that possibly back to front but I'll ask, I'll ask one first what is the hardest thing about sort of keeping that side going because i find a lot of it's just commitment just getting it done yeah you've got to be very committed with it and the hard thing with it is keeping to a good time because you typically want to go to the game and get it up within 24 hours Mm -hmm. i've seen people who as soon as they finished recording a vlog will get on the coach and whatever travel they're doing edit it and get it up as quick as they can Mm -hmm. and I used to, when I did my game and stuff, I used to record, edit, upload. <laughs> and doing that for four or five times a week when you've not done it before in the past, mm-hmm. it's it's very quick on you. It's very, you know, you say, oh, yeah, I'll do four videos a week, and then that gets too much, so you go down to two. Mm-hmm. But you've not given yourself a proper time to, you know, sort of cool down and get into your own space of mind. So with mine, I give myself about two days. So mm-hmm. I can get my files downloaded, maybe sort it out into the correct order. I want have a have a bit of time, maybe go and design what thumbnail I'm going for. Mm. Take take the rest of the day off, finish editing it the next day, upload it. So you've and got a, a a proper routine by the sounds of things. Yeah, that's one thing I've always struggled with is getting into a certain routine, and mm. I feel like it's helped with that side of things because. If you get inconsistent, and this is the YouTube side of things, if you get inconsistent with what you're doing, your the push-out rate that you have significantly reduces the amount of push notifications people get reduces. Mm. And not that numbers is everything, but if you, for example, are consistently getting 300, 400 views, and then one of them gets 80, you can see that, say that, for example, that video with 80 was uploaded three days after than what you planned. Mm-hmm. it gives less time for that to gain some traction before you upload your next one. 
it's 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 really interesting because I I vaguely know about this stuff. I choose to ignore a lot of it um, simply because it, it's 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 not a job for me doing stuff like yeah. this. You know, I don't take the social media seriously. I did have a regular upload schedule during COVID, but I don't anymore because I simply don't have the time. I'm certainly not looking to get this podcast down to a a a optimal length or 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 anything like that you know it, it's it's just a bit of fun but i can see how if you do all of those things you can accelerate you know and you yeah. look, and 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 you get a much bigger audience a much more engaged audience and it's it's weird it's a bit like <laughs> a science in a way yeah it's I a science that. within the art right yeah like with it like i've said numbers aren't everything with it it's Mm. not something which i really you know look at i may check it once a week to see how things are going Mm. but with when i started to compare to when i am now obviously the views amount have increased because there's more people who want to see the content and it's enjoyable to me to see even if there's only one comment on a video that someone's taking the time out of their day to put that comment and Mm. Most of the time, it's positives. So I didn't have too many positive comments of a Stoke fan going to the, you know, League Two playoff final with no, you opened on a, a bit class. of a chasm there. But then. I did, but it was also the fact that I wanted to see how you know Vale fans would react in a way. Exactly. Yes. And half of them were obviously a bit, bit poor, but there was Vale fans who still put a lot of respect to it mm. because as as you know, like. Even though I am a Stoke fan, and a lot of Stoke fans absolutely hate the guts out of Vale, mm-hmm. I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of fan of them. But but is that like has that been handed down to you? Like, yeah, it's like with my mum and dad and my granddad, they've always never been you know haters towards Port Vale. No, so I've sort of got the respect of oh they are a local team and yeah they should be our rivals. But I've said for however long that we haven't been in the same league as each other, mm. it really hasn't been a rivalry. That's the thing. and So, uh, it might be a local derby and... Yeah, I think if you're like... A lot of fans are living in the past with it. They are, they are. If you're younger than 30, you've not yeah. got the... I'm probably going to have a lot of people messaging me on Twitter after this now. Well, but, yeah, <laughs> true. But it's, it's one of them that... Even though I'm a Stoke fan, Vale managed to win 3-0 at Wembley in a playoff final, which mm. you know, scoring three at Wembley is a, a tough feat to do anyway because it's the biggest pitch in the whole of England. Mm. But at the same time, Vale showed that they were the team that really wanted it more than anything. And to be fair, fair play. They, they might do well in League One considering how close League One and League Two are level-wise. Mm. So... Whatever Vale do, I probably won't go and do a vlog at Vale Park because I'll have a few fans probably jump on my back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's one or two things planned with the YouTube, like I've said, which may cause me to go to Vale Park. Wow. But the first video of that series will show what it is. Well, I, I, you're, you're clearly not willing to give it away, so I won't pry and poke or even try I can't, to. I can't. <laughs> I've been wanting to do it for, you know, when you've, you watch YouTubes and things like that. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's thought, you know what, I, I'll give it a go. I'll mm. see what it's like. And that's what the match day vlogging really started with is that I've seen others do it. I'll give it a go. It can't really be too difficult. And when you first give it a go. Yeah you understand how much it is because if you do gaming like I used to, it's a completely different reality than vlogging because Mm. vlogging, you have to, and you see people doing it out and I've seen people doing it and I think, what are they doing? (laughs) Because you're legit walking and talking to a camera. Mm. And a lot of the older generation, I say, don't really understand that. Mm -hmm. And I've had some Stoke fans who've had drinks telling me, I'll put the camera away or... Like, you, you ruin it. This ticket could have gone to someone better. And that's the only bad thing I've got to say about football fans is that they always want the phone down. Yeah. Which I agree to a certain do, which I agree to a certain degree. That's yeah. a tongue twister and a half. <laughs> but with it is that I would have probably recorded the games anyway as what they say, me- like, you know, a memory. Yeah. Which you can go back and watch. And with it being uploaded to my YouTube, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. 
I must admit, I've I've done matchday blogs before and stopped yeah. because I thought that for me, it I realised that it was impacting on my matchday experience. But for some yeah. people, I know you're friends with Harvey, for example. He's been doing it for years and years. Yeah, Harvey's brilliant. It, He's given me a lot of advice with it on how to deal with people like that. So. Yeah. Well, both of you seem... It seems to enhance your experience, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, me and Harvey... I, I've known about Harvey for a while and obviously I've watched his videos before I even started doing it and Harvey actually messaged me on Twitter about one of my F1 videos I uploaded. <laughs> so obviously we got into conversation from there and, you know, I told him, oh yeah, like like you're one of the reasons I'm going to start doing match day vlogging because you're a local Stoke fan. There isn't many of us which do it. Mm. And I'd say Harvey within the Stoke community and just in general is probably one of my best mates. Oh, bless. But normally you see like of the bigger teams, you'll see vloggers and they have so much competition between each other yeah. to try and one up each other. Yeah. That me and Harvey support each other. We check each other's videos out. We can see where maybe they can improve a little bit. That's good. But we never, you know, slate each other for what we're doing. No. Well, you shouldn't, you know, I, I don't like it when people, particularly on the same side, fall out because you're fighting for the same thing. Seeing that way too much last season though. Seen it way too much last season, seen it way too much in previous seasons as well. Um yeah, it it's interesting. It's nice that there are people like yourselves and Harvey who go into a match day and not feel like, oh, this is a slog having to do this video in and, and because other people clearly enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. You, you say that a couple hundred people are watching you, right? Yeah, I get a couple of hundred views per video, which may not sound like a lot to a lot of people, but... It is. If you put a couple of hundred people in a room... It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's why when I did my streaming and that, that I didn't get as many views as most people, but if you had eight people watching you play a game... It's strange. It, it, it's quite a lot of people. Yeah, you try speaking in a room with 200 people in it and, <laughs> no, and your knees I'd buckle. rather not. Yeah, exactly. I feel sorry for head teachers who have to speak in front of whole high schools of thousand plus <laughs> kids. I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. But it's given me different experiences. It's made me, you know, improve as a person in general because one, in a way, I've got to care about my image mm. and it's helped me a lot with how I take care of myself and the way that I word tweets. Yes. Because if you put one wrong word in, everything goes to pot. So. Mm -hmm. Attention to detail matters, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I, I mistype the odd word on the tweet and I'm like, oh God, I haven't done that ever. <laughs> I'm going to get five people telling me that I can't spell. <laughs> At least you get five people talking to you. That's a positive. Um, yeah. What What would you say was the best thing about the YouTube side of the stuff at the moment? Being able to meet people and telling me that they found me through my vlogging. Nice. Like, I was uh not Forest, I think it was, and there was... No, it wasn't. It was West Brom where... No. Yeah, it was Forest. There was, um, if you watch my vlog closely in the concourse, there was a lad on top of someone's soldiers singing, shoulders singing Delilah. <laughs> and the next game they approached me, not the next game, but West Brom, they asked if I had that video on oh, my really? phone. Like, and I was like, I, I don't. It was um, one of them where after I've done it because I'll record on my phone, I delete all the footage off my phone because right. otherwise I can't record further on. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you, if you want to like, screen record that part of the video and grab it do that but i've had um i think the most i've had approach me at once was a west brom and i was with harvey and um i don't want to slate harvey in any way but the way that he holds his camera is below his like face so you can see right <laughs> up his nose and he goes i've seen those nostrils on youtube before <laughs> <laughs> and it was like you're right it was like they didn't even recognize me at first because I go with my mate Ryan and he says, you're, you're with that guy who does the Stoke vlogging, aren't you? And I was like, he was like, yeah, you're standing right next to me. Oh, you're right. And we just got into a massive conversation about what was going on throughout the season. And it's great to meet people like that because they're on the same side as you and they sort of know mm. like if you can go far with it, how much you can be doing because you can travel to Europe and you can get teams reach out to you. Yeah. And I don't want to say that's a goal of mine. It's an ambition to have, mm -hmm. but if that doesn't come to prowess, I've got Stoke always to be keeping me active with it. 
Precisely, right? And I guess it's quite interesting with, with, you know, videos and blogging in particular because, you know, with me being on a podcast side and plenty of others who, like, do articles or things like that, you know, there's no face to the name or the voice, but with mm-hmm. you... There is, and people are bound to recognise you. Yeah, I put my, I put myself right out in the public domain, and obviously there's a lot of vloggers who don't put their face onto their things because they don't want people to know exactly who's doing it. Mm. And I feel like if you're doing vlogging, you've got to be prepared to show who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at, f- at first, putting myself in front of a camera in public and talking to it was a bit, you're wondering like who's around you and like, who's <laughs> yeah, going to be yeah. judging you. But no, because I go with my mate quite a lot and whenever I feel like something was like that happening at the start, he would always, you know, come to me, tell me like, don't, don't care about what anyone else thinks. You're doing it for you. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's all that matters. And I've gotten to that point now of only doing about half a season worth of vlogs where, you know, I, I'm not bothered what people really think of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to an extent you shouldn't be you know it's always good to take feedback on board but you're not going to please everyone as you'll soon learn (laughs) you can't please everyone it's no it's a world-renowned fact so as just to close off that little section do you want to tell us what the channel's called and what you do just for people that don't know so andy scfc it's a pretty pretty easy name to type in (laughs) basically match day vlogging and i do the odd you know, video, which isn't match day vlogging. It's still Stoke related, but I'm probably going to venture into doing other types of vlogs. I've done Stoke City season review. I've done our kit review. I've done how the transfer window, how I rate it, what I think of the transfers, which I'll do again in summer. Um, I'll probably be doing a few predictions and just in general, broadening the content I did from the season before, but not to an ecstatic level where it's like, this isn't the guy I knew last season. Good. Well, as I say, it's nice to have somebody else doing it. Another person to go and watch and listen to. So everybody make sure you at least give them a go. But yeah. You don't have to enjoy it. You can give it a try. (laughs) You don't have to enjoy it, but we would very much appreciate it if you did. That's Um, what I say at work to kids who don't want to go down the water slides. I'm like, if you don't want to go on it again, that's fine. You just have to give it a go. For context, he's a lifeguard. He's not just yeah. standing there yeah, at the I'm top not, of the slide I'm pushing people down. I'm not just telling kids to go down the slide. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that'll close off your vlog inside. There's one more thing I particularly had in mind I wanted to talk to you about. And many people, I think, you know, if, if they're mutual podcast listeners, will have heard your voice before. They'll have heard you on the Every Step Along the Way podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you join there... Just after Christmas time. I yeah, think, right? I joined in um, January. I still remember what it was like. So they have, obviously, I think a lot of people who listen to podcasts are in the Stoke City fans all around the world Facebook group. Mm. Mike put in there asking if there was anyone who wanted to go on. And I had, I think I had done one or two match day vlogs at this point. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. I've never been onto a podcast. Um and I was like, you know what, it's Stoke City, I'll give it a go. Went on. They wanted me back for the Christmas one, which obviously me, you and Liam were on as guests. Mm. And then around the middle of January, we decided to put a tweet out on the Every Step Along the Way Twitter, which was representative of Josh Timon's transfer. So I had to get my dad to take a photo of me on the computer screen with my <laughs> thumbs up with an awkward smile and a Stoke shirt. And I was like... <laughs> And then I checked Twitter a minute later and I was like, oh, they've actually posted that. Brilliant. <laughs> but nah, Mike and Dan are brilliant. They are brilliant people. Yeah. What 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 made you wanted to get into podcasting? Because you said you, you do an awful lot already. It was one of them where it broadens your experience. It opens different doors to you that you haven't had. And I felt like with me going to the games and Mike and Dan didn't really too much, it bring a different aspect from mm. someone who'd been going rather than watching the highlights because you know things that have been happening in the crowd, you know things that have been happening around the ground that perhaps they didn't. Yeah. And with the man in the match polls that we put out, they mostly ask me if the game isn't on TV because I'd seen them happening and playing live. Mm-hmm. I remember because I I listen to every step from the start. I listen mm-hmm. to most Stoke podcasts now. 
I remember when you joined as well, and it added just just that bit of something else it needed. Yeah. To be honest, it like I don't get me wrong, the podcast started very well, but it's good to have you three in there. I think, as you say, you going to the games adds a little bit. You as a younger Stoke fan adds yeah, a little bit to I mean. it as I'm well. A, I'm a bit younger, so yeah, obviously I've not seen as with the Addy back Addy back back. <laughs> I can't say it. I was going to say Dan's favourite player. He's going to slate me now in the group chat for it. But I've not seen the players from, you know, the start of the Premier League era, mm-hmm. the end of the Championship era, where where with me, my most recent memories come from the end of us in the Premier League to yeah. the Championship. And it brings, because we do obviously the stats of each other, it brings what different types of knowledge we have. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you've said, a different outlook on what's going on. It is because you don't have the nostalgia, you know, where where Mike sometimes likes going on about the good old Mike days. You didn't experience the good old days. Much. Yeah. I remember one of the first quizzes we had and it was about the players who had made the most appearances for Stoke throughout history and I was like, they, they've stitched me up on the first <laughs> quiz I've ever done for them. <laughs> but it got to a point where with me getting onto the podcast and being in the group chats and learning a lot more about Stoke throughout the season where I was able to start competing with Mike. Yes, yes. You got much better as time went on, I remember. So how did you find last season then, as as a whole with the podcasting? Completely exceeding my expectations. I was really? going into the season, obviously I was in a different seat than what I'd ever been in, so I was around people I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. And I was deep diving into proper season of season ticket holder and going to every home game at least to end in the season with what I'd say was the success of my YouTube and being on a Stoke City podcast Mm -hmm. starting my own TikTok page and everything just started to seem to fall into place yeah well it it hasn't it's because you've thrown yourself into it right um and even with the podcasting side you you jumped into something where the two people you you'll have listened to by the sounds of it, but but yeah. hadn't spoken to before. It's quite a big, it's quite a bold step. A lot of podcasters are, you know, it's a group of friends or yeah. people that know each other beforehand talking to each other. Well, well, you guys, it is. So it certainly started as strangers, and 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 the and the relationships you had between yourselves have developed on air, basically. Yeah, it was obviously didn't feel too different because obviously we've got something in common so it wasn't yeah. as awkward as what it would be yeah but after being on the first podcast when they invited me on i sort of felt like you know with like i've said my mum wanted me to go into journalism that i was sort of doing that in a way mm-hmm. and i've always been sort of passionate with things like that and i feel now with dan and mike that i've known them for, for years because we, we have a laugh of each other and before and after the podcast recordings, we always, you know, have a bit of a laugh to cool down and it's it's been just a great season in general because mm-hmm. I've managed to share half of it with them at least. Oh. And then I think one thing that really helped with getting the, you know, you could say full-time spot with it is that throughout waiting, if they would ask me to go on again, I would still send in, you know, the odd soundbite from the games that were going on. So mm-hmm. they had a fan reaction segment for the for the podcast and mm. they'd get my reviews in and then they just probably realised how much I'd really enjoyed it. And when they came through with the message, Mike messaged me on Messenger with it and saying, oh yeah, do you want to come on to the podcast as a full, like a full, full-time thing? And I was like, you know, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a go and see what I can do. And <laughs> I've just gotten a lot better with it as time's gone on. Good on you. I I assume the best thing about doing that, you said, is the people, right? And being able to share the experience. What about the trickiest thing of that side? <sighs> trickiest thing of that side is probably because I started, because I do a bit of graphic design, is I've started doing graphic design with it. Mm-hmm. So we've gotten to the point where Mike and Dan have got to the realisation that you can change the cover of each podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... I know that makes me sound like I'm saying they're extremely old. They're not old, old. <laughs> they're, but they're just from from what I not <laughs> technically gifted. You know, what I yeah. mean, on 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 the podcast side. Yeah. So I've been doing some graphic design for them, and there's a few things going on behind the scenes of more types of graphic design. And 
there was um, a way that he uh, let me just get the chat up here he um sent a message after i sent the final product to it and um he went um i think that looks epic mate you've nailed this surpassed my expectations of what we could do in the time you had sorry what you had in the time to do that <laughs> i wish i had half the design knowledge of you oh bless you but yeah it's like me and mike and dan we've probably been to two or three stoke games all together mm. combined from when i've been and the first time meeting them obviously that's where nerves started kicking in because mm-hmm. i'd never actually met them i've obviously seen who they were and i'd listened to what they sound like but when you meet someone for the first time who you've probably known for two or three months it's a nerve-wracking experience but because they don't After, necessarily know you at that time. Yeah, right? exactly. But they've obviously had the experience of being a bit older than me to meet people in the time. Yeah, so they yeah. sort of know how to go about it. But with this season, we've gone onto a podcast and doing my YouTube. And I used to be a very introverted person. Mm-hmm. And it's managed to make me sort of put myself out there, try things I wouldn't necessarily try beforehand and just start enjoying life. Yeah. And you know what? You three... uh People might not put you together. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you're three yeah. very, very different people, yeah, right? We are, we are very different. We're all in different lines of working. We're all in different stages yeah. of our life. I think Dan's got four kids. Mike's got, I think, one or two. And then there's me, someone who on the Still podcast had only just turned <laughs> an adult a few months prior. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I tell them some things that go with me. And they goes, oh, I wish I could be 18 again. Nah. And, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like... Trust me, when I'm your age, I'll be saying the th- same thing. But yeah. with our generation, you don't want to be. No, 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 no. Of course, there's the, the, hell. Good luck saving for a house, young man. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the problem. <laughs> like I was on um, Radio Stoke the other week about fuel prices because I replied to Duck Magazine's comment. <laughs> I know sounds sounds absolutely <laughs> crazy of a story, but the Radio One pre- Radio Stoke presenter follows them, so they message me, and I was on at seven in the morning. I stayed over at my girlfriend's at the time. So she had to go downstairs whilst we were recording it. And I don't normally get up at seven in the morning. So I sounded the most tired I've ever sounded before. Oh, But they were like, oh yeah, now you're 19 because it was a day after my 19th. So I've been on, the, been on a night out the night before. Mm-hmm. So it was awful timing, but it was like, oh yeah, I bet you're planning. You wanted to like start saving to move out and things like that. I was like, I, w- I wasn't particularly planning on it, but... I guess I can't do that now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be Dan's age by the time you appear April Ford House. Unless of course the YouTube stuff takes off and you're a Oh, if it if it takes off. If you're a that, Logan that's that's the dream. If you're a Logan Paul bot <laughs> fighting We're not go- we're not going that far. Fighting um, Mark Ranautovich in a ring or something. There is um one main YouTuber who does it and his name's Thogden. Mm-hmm. And I think every football vlogger in a way wants to get to that level. Yeah. But Thogden, in a way, I think he started his channel about 10 years ago. Yeah. And he started with Bolton vlogs. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if you know, but Bolton doesn't really have as big a following as Stoke, not because no. they're not a big team, but because they're in a lower division. And mm-hmm. if I can sort of go on the same you know, trajectory and path with that, mm-hmm. that's like, the dream but if it doesn't there is, obviously you can earn a bit of revenue from it it's mm. what i'd do with that revenue is put it back into stoke city and football content yeah exactly. just so i can have all because obviously everything at the moment's out of my own back pocket and mm-hmm. i've had to make one or two sacrifices with things not major <laughs> tell me but, about it like you know having two music subscriptions going down to a set shared duo account and things like that yeah yeah so you've had to make a few cuts here and there but 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 you got the right attitude early on yes that's 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 the main thing well with it is that for the first away game i asked two people different people to go with me and then the guy who's mostly with me is my mate ryan who i think you met when we were outside the stokes ground he's from derby so he obviously has to catch the train in each time (laughs) but he never specifically supported a football team. And now whenever some transfer news came through, I think when we signed Josh Lawrence, and oh my God, have you seen we signed Josh Lawrence? He's like this promising player. Who's oh, came you converted him. And I was like, 
if if I told you who Josh Lawrence was this time last year, <sighs> you'd have been like, who? Oh man, it's it's great to see you in all these Stoke City spaces, and I think you, you can go on and do whatever you want to do. You 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 clearly got the just the sheer time and passion to want to do these yeah. things, and 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 you're working with good people as well. You know, I said you and Dan and Mike might not necessarily fit together at first, but actually, it it's a dynamic that works, and I think between that and your YouTube and whatever else you're going to do. Yeah, I feel like at first of the podcast, obviously they hadn't really had a third voice on, so I wasn't included as much. Mm. But I think as it's gone on, I've gotten to that point of being that comfortable and that sometimes I, you know, jump in and butt in. Yeah. Like, no, 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 you can't you can't you can't be saying that about, you know, Tom Ince when Exactly. He's here. But we we just have a laugh as well, that's you the do. thing. There's so many things which don't actually go into the full production. Oh yeah. <laughs> because we you know digress that much Mm -hmm. but i think that's just the way that we are we're comfortable talking with each other and well and you're on a podcast with dan buxton who i think when he did this i think his file's about six hours long so kidding mm, yeah how does he have that much time i don't know think of my time editing back (laughs) is that what he's doing when (laughs) we say we're going to record at nine o'clock at night it doesn't show up till half ten exactly because of his kids (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when he says his kids i'm gonna start messaging you now <laughs> to see if you've got him on another file <laughs> don't 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 blame me he's already been on this podcast four times i think God. <laughs> other people deserve a go um right i'm gonna close this half off very shortly but before i do so i want if if you know them your top three experiences as a stoke fan whether that's meeting players whether that's a game whether that's something to do with youtube or the podcast any memorabilia you've got anything like that okay okay i think i can i think i can get them do you want to which way are you going three yeah one, let's do three. two i'll just feel awkward three yeah okay, I'll do three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so i would say my top one was you know having the i don't want to don't want to say like balls but having the strength to go up and meet the players right like i remember the first time i tried to do that because i used to be a goalkeeper when i played football was Mm. premier league days jack butland obviously in the prime and the peak of his career for Mm. how young he was i was that kid you know you sort of hang back because you're that nervous to do it and then Mm. when you're next they run off back to training yeah so that happened and Ever since then, I was like, you know what? Whenever I try and get an autograph from now on, it's just not going to happen. So mm-hmm. towards the end of last season, I got photos with, you know, I think five or six of the players. Um, and then my dad had met jo- met Joe Allen in a in a pub when he was living in the area. Mm-hmm. And he, was, he, keeps, he kept going on at me for it. And I was like, you know what, dad? I showed him the photo of me and him with me and Joe Allen. It was like, I've been closer than him with you now. <laughs> So we had a bit of competition with him from that, but they managed to sign the shirt I was wearing last season, which I've managed to get framed Nice and on my wall. So it's a Nick Powell one and you can see Nick Powell's clearly because it's on silver Sharpie within the player number. Nice. But that's, that's two combined really. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're both pretty good actually. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't manage to get some of them like Alfie, like Alfie Dowerty because he was out on loan and that. So mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is wait for the first sale this year, get a shirt, and then get the January done as well. Nice. But the the main memory was, it's it's a few. It's going to local derbies that I had seen, like West Brom, Notts Forest, yeah. going to Dar- Derby away was my first away game. Like I've said, even though we lost 4-0, it was such an experience. Mm-hmm. And then West Brom away this season was top quality. Yeah. It was it was brilliant. And yeah, then even, even Forest away, like with the away end, we were sat right in front of when Bryce Samba slapped Jaggy Elka. Oh and Comedy Gold. Like I I don't know why, but on my vlog I cut it off about us I stopped recording a second before Jaggy Elka bumped into him because obviously the corner's finished and yeah, 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 yeah. nothing's Moves gonna come of it. it. And then next thing you see is a clip of Jaggy Elka on the floor with <laughs> Bryce Samba arguing with the rest. He missed like the and split everyone, second. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like like what's 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 gone on and then he just got sent off but yeah oh, man. another funny moment was re-watching the penalty and 
Joe Joe Worrell was about five yards off his line before Baker even took the penalty. Oh. And I was like, well, they're not going to retake it, are they now? <laughs> they're not going to retake it now. Oh, man. But yeah, away days are good, aren't they, right? Considering my first one was Luton away, I couldn't have chosen a better away ground to go for my first away one. True. Yes. <laughs> yes. But the reason I chose Luton was because you've seen the images and you've heard people say, oh, it, it's absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't vlog that one. I went with, obviously, like I've said, someone I used to work with um, on a first away game. We walked into town. Everyone was going to these expensive pubs. We found a Weatherspoons, which was serving pints for £1.80 a go. Nice. So we were there and then we'd do rounds. We got into the ground and then it was, I think you had wine or you had Heineken. What? Huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> The concourse, you go in, because obviously they don't have a concourse in a normal area. You go into the stand, yes. and then you go downstairs, back behind the executive boxes, okay. underground. Right, right. So these are already pre-poured and already out, so we're thinking these are, it's oh, not going to be that much, is it? No. And I think me and my mate's mate who went with us, we spent probably 12 quid combined on rounds. And it was his second round of the day, and his total round came up to 18 quid. <sighs> Because of obviously London prices, <laughs> but that that's wow. Okay, yeah. but you know we we had a great laugh at the end of the day, and I I went to Middlesbrough away with him as well. So it's not like I finished working with him and we just stopped contact. I went mm-hmm. to Middlesbrough away with him, and it was a similar sort of experience with him that we Middlesbrough have their fan zone as well. Mm-hmm. So we went there. It was a bit more expensive than what you would expect, but we had we had a great day out and. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we were losing, I think it was 2-0 at halftime or something like that. And mm-hmm. he didn't come back till the 70th minute from the concourse because <laughs> he was just having so many laughs. And then he had a conversation with Nathan Heaney as well because Heaney was there, which he seems to go to every game now. <laughs> I've seen him at like four or five games. And then, yeah, I started following the under-23s as well, being going to their, you know, semi-finals and whenever the games are free entry. Wow. And met Connor Taylor at the final. Oh, wow. So... You know, people are saying he's six four, six five. He is not six four or six five. He's probably six foot at best. Oh dear. Yeah. So people saying always oh, similar to Harry Sutar. Eh, I don't. I don't think so. Wow, Harry Sutar is one in a million, isn't he? Um, plenty of away games to go to next season as well. Oh yeah, I can't plenty wait. Of good ones. I can't wait. There's Loads one, um, around that sort of north, north and northwest area. Yeah. Loads around there. That's. I can't that... wait for Norwich away on a Saturday. Norwich away. Norwich away. That's a strange game. Well, I seem to think that we've done all right at Norwich in the past. Maybe I've got that twisted. I'm not sure. But still. Yeah, yes. it's like Cardiff away was bad midweek. <laughs> yes, it was. Obviously, I've not been Swansea away, which is further. Mm. And then Sunderland's going to be quite a drive as well. Particularly I'm if we just lose. happy Plymouth didn't get promoted. Oh, no. Because that would have been awful. If it was midweek, I would have, I would have flipped my lid. Well, would you have still gone? Probably. You're not. But <laughs> I would have probably have to have two days off work because of it. Oh. <laughs> Priorities, everybody. Good job. Um, we'll leave this half there, yeah, I think. Right. And I've got one more question to ask you, Andy. Go on, let's hear it. Before I close down for half time. Uh, but I don't want your answer now. I'll get your answer after, after the break, I guess. You've got a little bit of time to think about your answer because yeah. this is more of a hypothetical thing i guess so just imagine that you were able to choose one stoke city player whether it be past or present to make a like a day in the life video with for you on your youtube channel if you could choose who would you pick god Uh, that is a good question this is why i give you time to think (sighs) about it there is a few there is a few. I bet there is. I don't want your answer now. I want your answer after the break. And with that, that brings the A side of File 53 to a close. I really enjoyed my chat with Andy. I think he's a lad that speaks well beyond his years for me. And there's no wonder why he gets on with the older chaps that he speaks with on every step along the way. And he's so confident in his YouTube videos. I I think we'll be seeing a lot more of Andy um, in in the coming years in the Stoke community. Um, you'll certainly be hearing more of him in the B-side where 
he'll be talking more about what what he wants to do in the future and also what he wants Stoke to do in the future as well. That B-side will be released a few days after Sayside going live, so make sure you keep an eye on your podcast feeds for that. And of course, a reminder, as I always give to everybody listening, just a reminder that this show really does rely on people like you to take part. You can head to the yyyfiles.com and click and get involved to find out more. You can send a message to at the yyyfiles on social media or an email to the yyyfiles at mail.com if you've got any questions at all. For this half, that just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening and until the next one. But don't forget, it could be your file one day. Vizinita Fortior. So rich.